Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Hello and welcome back. My name is Lindsay Adams. Our special guest today is Lavinia Tanapathy. Uh, welcome, Lavinia. Lavinia is based in Berlin and she is a LinkedIn top voice and LinkedIn trainer. And today we're going to talk about the top five tips to create an amazing LinkedIn profile and take over the world. Now, I added that last bit, okay? Uh, so, Lavinia, um, hit me up. What's tip number one? Ooh, tip number one. Tip number one is the most simple thing that most people don't do. Um, and that is to pay attention to the big three items on LinkedIn, which is your name, your photo, and your headline. You know, it's surprising to me how many people just don't even get the basics right. Many people have photos from 10 years ago. Uh, they don't Mac, they, they don't even have their photos visible. So you go to their profiles and it's only visible to their connections. They've not got the settings right, even for basic things like their photos. So the big thing that you need to know about LinkedIn before you start with any of it is to know that LinkedIn for most of us, most mortals who are not famous, who haven't had scandal, for us normal people, LinkedIn has extraordinary search engine optimization magic. It is SEO magic for most of us. The words that you use for yourself on LinkedIn, the photo that you use for yourself on LinkedIn, these are the things that will turn up over and over again when people look for you. And the thing that we, we get very obsessed at the moment that, you know, we're looking for privacy online. We forget that on the other hand, we're also looking for visibility online. And when we have visibility online, we want to be able to control it a little bit. And LinkedIn gives you fantastic ability to do just that. LinkedIn um, and then Twitter. And then I'll say, actually, surprisingly, Pinterest have the best SEO online. So while you might get viral doing TikToks or on Instagram, for SEO, your magic lies with LinkedIn, Twitter, and Pinterest. So think about the words that you use for yourself, the pictures that you use for yourself. Make sure you're thinking them through as to how you will be found. Manage your visibility online and you can do that with LinkedIn. Okay, so I want to just extend that question. So I, I just compared your LinkedIn profile, your header and mine, okay, and, and, and a few others. I picked at random. Yours has is quite short sentences or quite short phrases, you know, that says, you know, LinkedIn expert, it, you know, TEDx speaker, etc. Um, the advice given to me previously from LinkedIn experts was to have, you know, one sentence in there, which is your elevator pitch, you know, your sentence that describes what you do. Um you know, what is it? Which way to go? Yours has, you know, five or six things that you do highlighted with short phrases. I was actually pulled up on that and told to have one long sentence. You know, does it make a difference? 
I don't think there is one magic solution for everyone. Whatever you do with your sentence, if you do in your sentence, if you're very clear, you do one thing and you do that one thing very, very specifically, and your sentence includes the words that you will be found by for that thing. Yeah. If you keep in mind the search, what people are going to look for when they look for you, then then that works. The problem with that advice, and I've heard it before, um, and before I think I had the confidence to do what I do on LinkedIn, and when I got recognized by LinkedIn by for what I do on LinkedIn, I used to follow some of this advice too. And I don't think it works. And the truth is most of my clients don't do that. The long sentence is better used in your about section. Use your about section to explain that. You only have a few seconds to tell people what you do. And most people are just looking for keywords. And that has been my experience. And that has worked extraordinarily well for me and for my students. So I leave it to you. You can always have a long sentence. That's totally fine. So long as it includes the magic words for finding you. Okay. So going on from that, you, you spoke about the magic words. What is your tip number two for rocking LinkedIn? Ah, we're still on the words. It's to find keywords. Keywords work in three big sections of your LinkedIn profile. So know what your keywords are. The first is what I spoke about already, which is your headline. The second place that keywords work is in your about section. And the third place that keywords work really well is in your skills section, when you list your skills and you can list up to 50 skills there. So LinkedIn is a big database and it's constantly matching people. And so what you're doing with paying attention to your keywords is you're making yourself matchable. So you're looking for keywords that describe you. How would people find you? What is it you want to be found for? And then think of those keywords, look them up, use keyword finder, look them up, use ask the public, whatever. Use the tools that you have to find out how people are looking for you. Make sure those words are in your skills, in your about section, and in your headline. Think about them very carefully. You don't have to repeat them over and over again. You just need to have them there for a long time. You know, um, the big thing, actually, the big part of my business is that I'm a speaker on change, on the emotional aspects of change. And you wouldn't believe it. I, as a LinkedIn expert, did not have change as one of my skills <laughs> in my skill section. It's like the dumbest thing ever. But if we're not constantly revisiting from an external perspective from our audience or having someone help us with it, we're going to have blind spots. So check your blind spots with your keywords and make sure they're in there. Um, you should update it as often as you need, as often as your purpose changes. Many people ask me, the first question they ask me is, what do I post on LinkedIn? This is the wrong question. This is absolutely the wrong question. The first thing you should be doing is deciding what your purpose is on LinkedIn, because your purpose educates everything else that you do on the platform. I have the purpose of looking for clients. I want paying clients. And I'll tell you, honestly, I haven't posted on LinkedIn for more than three months. I haven't put a single post on LinkedIn for nearly three months. I have had clients all through the summer with doing very little work because my LinkedIn profile is maximized for me to be found as a speaker and as a trainer. 
And that is what it's there for me to do. If I was looking for a job, it would be set up entirely differently. If I was looking for opportunities to do a lot of, um, a lot of conferences, for instance, where maybe I don't get paid as much, then I would be doing it differently. But I have a very specific goal at the moment. This three months, I am looking for corporate clients because that's my business goal right now. And then in the next three months, I might have slightly different goal and then I will adjust my profile accordingly. So adjust your profile as your business needs or as your personal needs change, because the way you target it is the way you will be found. LinkedIn has a very long um, searchable history. So I wrote an article, for instance, like two years ago about um, imposter syndrome. It's one of the topics I, I speak about. I still get hired. I've been hired at least two times uh, in the last three months to speak on imposter syndrome from an article I wrote two years ago. It's not that I, I don't have any expertise in this space, but I don't constantly talk about that. But I still get found. LinkedIn has a long memory. It's like an elephant's memory. So the time <laughs> you put into LinkedIn is really invested. It is not spent. On LinkedIn, the time that you put in is invested. I like that, uh, invested. And <clears throat> LinkedIn is, is as big as an elephant as well, isn't it? Or bigger, probably. Um, so, Lavinia, tip number three. Three, what would that be? It's the thing that most people don't know about LinkedIn. Everyone's trying to go viral on LinkedIn. Let me put something up that will go viral. I'll tell you the thing that LinkedIn values above everything else in content, LinkedIn values conversations. Most people don't spend enough time in the comments section. You put up a post and then you just, you know, post and pray. You hope people will come into your, uh, your, your post and like it and comment on it. What you need to be doing is when you put out a post, you need to babysit it for a bit. So you put out a post. When people like your post and when they start commenting, you better be there responding to their comments because it starts looking like a conversation. And in your replies to comments, ask some questions. Because the more to and fro there is in the comments section, the more the LinkedIn algorithm is thinking, this is hot stuff here. This is something we want to be pushing out to more people. People are talking here. This is a conversation. <laughs> and that's the thing most people don't realize about LinkedIn. You need to put a little bit when you put out content, and like I said, I haven't put out content in three months. It doesn't hurt me. But when you put out content, make sure that you are babysitting your content, that you are engaging with the people who engage with your content. And don't forget to use it as an opportunity to network. When new people, second and third level connections start coming into your comments, make sure you're going out there and say, send them a DM and say, you know, I saw you commented. I see that you're interested in this space as well. Um, I thought perhaps we could connect, have a friendly conversation. Don't pitch people in the DM, but definitely engage and network with the people who've come to your comment section. Lavinia, I'm aware that some people have a circle of buddies. They they put up a comment and then <clears throat> their circle of buddies leap in and make conversation or comment or whatever. Is that a is that a good strategy? I believe LinkedIn frowns on that. I'm curious to wonder what your thoughts are. These are engagement pods. <clears throat> These are people, and some of them are paid engagement pods. I, I know because I've been invited 
<clears throat> to to lead some of these engagement pods. And I would stay a mile away from them because first they breach LinkedIn's terms and conditions and your account can be suspended for being part of an engagement pod. There's nothing wrong to with a couple of buddies jump-starting something. So for instance, I write a lot about content about gender equity. And I know all the women I've served on boards with or the, the young women I've mentored, they will jump on board. I don't need to send them the link. They will be there for sure if I use those hashtags. So it doesn't mean that I'm setting it up as a as an engagement pod. It's nothing wrong with people, like-minded people supporting each other, but they are also not my clients. I am looking for new people to find out about me, for new people to find out about the things that I write about. So if you keep going around the circle, you will never expand it. It's great for your numbers, but you'll never get the business that you want from it. So make sure you're writing and the better way to do it instead of engaging engagement pods is to use good hashtags. Look for hashtags that are trending at the moment, and that will feed your content out to more people than than just this, you know, the same people liking your content, the same circle going through your, that doesn't really grow. It's not how you network. If you go to, a, it's the equivalent of going to an event and only hanging out with your friends. So don't do that. It's not how you expand your network, is it? It might be comfortable, but that's not how you expand your network. You have to talk to a couple of people you don't know. So make sure you're doing that on LinkedIn. Well, Lavinia, that actually you mentioned the, a couple of words in their hashtags a few times, and that leads us on to your tip number four, to rock LinkedIn and share that with us. Yeah, so I I don't know where this came from, but people have a misconception that hashtags don't work on LinkedIn. They work on Instagram, they work on TikTok, they work everywhere else, but they don't work on LinkedIn. And I don't know where this came from because hashtags work very well on LinkedIn. They just work slightly differently. So you don't want to be using hashtags like um, like 20 hashtags. The magic number I found is somewhere between three to five hashtags. This kind of works because it allows you to have like one broad hashtag. So something like leadership might be a broad hashtag. It's got millions of followers. So you want one broad hashtag, but that's a high competition hashtag. Lots of people are posting about leadership. So you're competing with people, very famous people like Adam Grant. Um, so your content may not feed out to as many people as say someone like Adam Grant. So you want one big headline hashtag, but then you also want to choose a couple of more niche hashtags. Yeah. So for me, for instance, uh, perhaps it's something like women in leadership. When I write about um, leadership and women, that might be a smaller hashtag. It may only have maybe 20,000 followers or so. And then I have my own personalized hashtag, which is LinkedIn Lavinia. These are my super fans. These are the people who follow me. These are the people who always engage in my content. And I'm always interested in the people. And I only have, I don't know, a couple of hundred people, I think, max in, in LinkedIn Lavinia. It's only a small number, but these are my hardcore fans people who follow, and I want to make sure I take care of them. So mm. you want to have um, a broad, a mid-level, and a very niche um, hashtag policy, and you want to be switching it up every so often. So sometimes just try out different hashtags because they feed out to different audiences. So uh, that, that would be my best advice for hashtags. Use them. Don't use them like you would in Twitter where you embed them in your in your text. Separate them out at the bottom. 
it works totally fine. I would have like my three hashtags right at the bottom after my content. Uh, and that is the best way to do it on LinkedIn. Hashtag LinkedIn Lavinia. I love it. Okay. Okay. Um, LinkedIn Lavinia. It's time for tip number five. Let's wrap this thing up. What have you got? Okay, tip number five comes from LinkedIn Direct. I am a LinkedIn top voice named by LinkedIn themselves. And I was part of a town hall uh, in which LinkedIn talked about what they want to see from content. And so I'm going to share the five things that LinkedIn themselves say is valuable on LinkedIn. And this is absolutely my experience as well. The first one is super simple. It is add value. So don't just repeat what is already conventional wisdom. Add your take. Add some value. The second is be timely. So be aware of what's being talked about. So if there's a current topic. So for instance, right now in, in the space of gender equity, one of the trending topics is around the Finnish Prime Minister, Sana Marin, and what's been going on there. So that is one of the trending topics. So I will actually be writing an article. I'm writing it for one of the major newspapers. And I will also write that same thing into my LinkedIn because that is a trending topic. I might never repeat that again, but it's timely. It is what is happening now. The third thing, invite conversation. Don't just tell people. Have what I said, what I said earlier about LinkedIn valuing conversation. If you make posts that invite conversation, asking people what their experience is, what has been, what do they think, what is their experience, they are more likely to respond. You know, one of my top posts on LinkedIn has nothing to do with any of the topics that I speak about. It was a poll I ran on a weekend just for fun. And it was asking, are you a Star Wars or a Star Trek fan? And I cannot tell you how many people I had. I was letting, you know, I was revealing my inner sci-fi nerd. That was one thing most people did not expect me to be a sci-fi nerd. And I got all, I found out who of my friends and connections were Star Wars people and who were Star Trek people and who, and those who liked a whole range of other things. So sometimes a little bit of fun on LinkedIn works really well. So invite people to t share with you. So invite conversations, number three. Number four is be relatable. Don't always be perfect. Don't always just share the highlights of your life. Be relatable. Have a life that is both good and bad and share some of your challenges and lessons as well. If you're always perfect, it's really hard to be relatable as a perfect person. And finally, get to the point. LinkedIn gives you a lot of space, unlike Twitter, right, which you, where you have this tiny little space to, 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 to say a whole message. On LinkedIn, you have like 3,000 characters. There's so much space. You can write a whole article in there. Don't use every single character if you don't need to. Uh, get to the point. Use a hook at the beginning. Make sure you're using lots of white space and get to the point. Tell people what you want to tell them. Those are my five tips. Okay, can I ask a, a, a question on that last one, which is, you know, the whole LinkedIn debate about um, articles versus posts. Um, so actual LinkedIn articles, which are sort of evergreen, but don't seem to get a lot of engagement. Um, you know, where, where to with that? 
Okay, so you have um, three big categories, right? So there's the post, there's an article, and then there's newsletters. Newsletters are a way of turning your articles into something people can subscribe to. So if you are already publishing articles, I strongly advise that you turn on creator mode and that you start your first newsletter. The benefit of embedding your article into newsletters is that all the subscribers get a notification. People can subscribe to it. That is one way to elevate the audience for your articles. Articles are very important. Articles are the way I got my start on LinkedIn. It is because I was writing articles that I have been found over and over again. Again, I go back to what are you on LinkedIn for? If you want to be found for thought leadership, you really should be doing using articles. I don't care if 20 people like my articles and 2,000 like my post. My post has less SEO value than my article. My article can be found. LinkedIn articles are fantastic SEO. They are the best SEO of Everything on LinkedIn, aside from your headline, your articles have fantastic SEO. It's a great way for you to, in a very easy, especially for people like us, speakers and writers, it's so easy to put one together. And if you get the right keywords in there, it allows your potential audience to have a quick look and see, ah, this is the kind of person I want to hire. I just got hired by a very big company um, to do one of their leadership uh, uh, conferences. It was a small leadership conference, only 20 people. They only considered me. They didn't go to anyone else. They only considered me because of an article that I had written on LinkedIn. It is very powerful and worthwhile to invest a little bit of time to write a short 800 to 2000 word article into LinkedIn. And it doesn't matter who likes it. It is there as evidence of what you think about and how you think so that you can be found. People obsess too much about the numbers. My numbers are very average, to be perfectly honest. Have a look. I have like 10,000, 11,000 followers. Nothing amazing. There's no like a million followers or my posts are not like 10,000. Like it doesn't matter. If it delivers your purpose, LinkedIn is there for you to use. It is a tool. Use it as a tool. See what you want and get what you want out of it. So articles are not for everyone, but if you already have some thought leadership, you're already thinking about some things, write them into a list, put them into an article, they will be found. And <clears throat> it's amazing how the clients come from that. Lavinia, that uh, tip five, that's so jam-packed with value. Thank you so much. I've got one eye on the clock, as I always do, and we are out of time. Should our listeners want to get in touch with you and maybe uh, talk some more about LinkedIn or, or seek your help, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? On LinkedIn, of course. Oh, you can look up the hashtag LinkedIn Lavinia. <laughs> or my name, Lavinia Tanapathy, or you can find me on lavinia.club, <clears throat> where I teach LinkedIn. So they're on lavinia.club. If you go to www.lavinia.club, you can download my LinkedIn checklist. Um, so if you want to just upgrade your LinkedIn profile, just see what's been going on and what you're missing out on. The LinkedIn checklist is a great way to get going with it. It's a couple of pages long, makes you think a little bit about what you've got there and how you can be, how you can improve it a little. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lavinia. Thank you to my co-host, Lindsay Adams. 
This is Railbrick signing off for another edition of the Top 5 Podcast.